Welcome to Land of the Living. I'm Holly Long. My band is called Bully Heart, and I'm here with my co-producer and band member, Daniel McMaines. Hi there. And host of the Bass Shed podcast, Ryan Roberts. How you doing? We are all here in Dan's studio in North Hollywood discussing songs from our latest release, Land of the Living. This album is a collection of songs unified by a single theme. That theme is murder. Each song explores a unique perspective of humanity through a different character's lens. This song is titled... Maybe Into the Wild. I think that's what it's titled. This song is titled... Into the Wild. Production is where this... It was a strong element of how this story was told on the tune into the wild um where where did you come from initially on this and let me hone in the question (laughs) uh initially there's this like reflective kind of stark night feeling with these lush string openings it's got a feeling of uh, like grandeur to me it felt really big but not triumphant there wasn't horns it was strings it was softer it was more delicate i thought more more romantic with kind of kind of the the hope to like a like a classic love song, okay. Uh, like of you know, uh, sepia tone in the nineteen forties, yeah. first love kind of, okay, kind of feeling. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this song is definitely the most romantic song on the record, um, which is uh, ironic because it is the song from the from the voice of the serial killer. This mm-hmm. is the serial killer song, um, which I could imagine um, no one expects this. No one's going to expect this to be the serial killer song. Um, but I had wanted to write a song from the point of view of a, of a serial killer romanticizing his own life and also romanticizing the relationship relationships that he has to his victims. So this song is sort of a poetic esoteric diary entry, if you will. Mm-hmm that also serves as like a letter to his first victim who's now dead, of course, but his first victim who was like the greatest high that he'll never feel again. Right. Like, you know, like uh, trying to, you know, chase that monkey on your back, I guess. Is that right? Monkey on the back and chasing. I think I'm mixing my metaphors, but. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's already on your back. Where are you going with the chase? You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. The monkey come off while we're gonna, running. We're going like, to strike. Well we're going to strike that. <laughs> no, Chicago guy, leave this in. Oh, well God. in pursuit. Does the monkey stay on the back? I think it's a question for Phil Collins, who sang about monkeys on backs with more conviction than anyone ever should. Oh my God! It goes straight from Peter Gabriel yeah. to, to the other Peter Gabriel. Hang on, let's 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 get back to serial killers, okay? Yeah. Speaking um, of Phil Collins, <laughs> uh, some of whom may have had pet monkeys. I don't know, but but I, I guess what I was trying to get at is um, is the notion of of addiction. Yeah, and that um, some of the, especially some of the really the most prolific serial killers that I've read about or heard about or watched, and you know. So many of us, I know, are fascinated by serial killers because they just seem like the anti-us, you know, Mm -hmm. like the anti-normal people. Um, But so many of them work and act almost like addicts would. Like they need to do this. They have to do this. It fits into some kind of life plan 
for them. It's how they feel. Speaking of connection, we're talking about human connection. It's like how they feel alive, how they feel connected, how they feel important, how they feel uh, like they're enacting themselves on the world. It just happens to be in this horribly sociopathic, dark, twisted way. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyway, all that by way of saying that's that's where I started when I thought about writing this as a love song. Um, because this killer really did fall in love with his first victim. He really did fall in love with her. And so choking her to death, sort of subsuming her energy was like the greatest high for him. And he, and he, and he can't get over it. He mm-hmm. wants to keep reliving it. Did he love the victim or did he love the crime? Probably both. Mm-hmm. Um, but the addiction is going to be to the crime. But, but is it? But I but I think the but I think going back to therapy, I think the addiction, the crime is the is the vehicle. Okay. I think the addiction is to the feeling state. Yeah. That one would get, you know, those good feelings that last that sure. we're all trying to do, you know, and that's what drugs do. Sometimes they make yeah. you, you know, they make you feel only the good feelings and none of the bad the bad feelings. Sure. I don't know. Um, so as someone who has never planned to kill anyone and still has no plans to kill anyone that's, and who's never killed anyone. T- two episodes now. Gotta, yeah. yeah, I just got to keep plugging away at that. But there's a long ass um, list. <laughs> um, I, I, I could imagine that, I, I mean, I could imagine becoming addicted to that feeling of, of power and connection and, um, and life force. Mm-hmm. Like the life force that you have taking away someone else's life force, sure. you know? Um, I mean, it's, it sounds awful and sick to me, but, but, but there's a piece of me that can maybe imaginatively understand that. So that, that's where this song comes from. Yeah. Um, Rapid apologies. <laughs> Chicago guy edited all that. <laughs> he kept two sentences. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hi, I'm Holly. And we're, outro. Yeah, we're vaguely, there might be a record coming out. We're not sure. <laughs> uh, back you to the be pro- the judge. Back to the production on this tune. Um, after that long, long string intro, um, that gave me the feeling of like this isolation. So I'm thinking the characters by themselves when they're going through this process. And I'm, again, making notes in real time. So I don't really know what the process is, but they're alone. And so that almost in a way that they were incarcerated, like that was my first takeaway is like they're in jail. This is a letter that they're writing in jail. Um, And then there's something interesting that happens in the production. There's this arpeggiated guitar thing that happens. It was really much reminiscent of like 50s doo-wop music to me. And I think that that guitar part by itself really informed the listener that this is a reflective thing or there's a history to it because there's a history to that style of guitar playing. Right. I mean, uh, there's, I think he's talking about the, right. The, just the, the little hook, the little arpeggiated. Yeah. I yeah. Just guitar, sort of brought in. Part of the intro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, what a wonderful world, you know, it's right. just like this really simplistic, beautiful major seven chords that sure. make people feel open and loved. Yeah. You know? Uh, and then, I've I've always you know thought about these you know the, these harmonic inventions that are especially in this song uh, against a really dark visual like as is so often done in in films sure you know where the most horrific 
scenes imaginable are executed next to like I don't know, like circus music. Yeah, well, or, like, just, or like nursery rhymes, like like yeah. horror, horror movies back in the seventies and eighties. They took over nursery rhymes, yeah. and just made them all creepy and terrible. Yeah, that's, so yeah, you know, and or I John think, Wayne Gacy being a clown, the clowns, yeah. yeah. You know, I think there's a long history of that in, in pop music mm-hmm. in the 50s where you have these you know kind of tragic songs laid against this like these really happy upbeat pieces of music. First one that comes to mind is "Oh, Where Can My Baby Be." Yeah, right, like yeah. she died in a car accident, and that yeah. song's super bouncy. And like, unless yeah. you listen to the lyrical content, you would have never guessed it's such a dark song. And I think I I honestly think that in that in that time period i don't think that was really done with intention i think mm-hmm. that i think i think it was hit factories trying to make hit songs that sounded like other hits that are still danceable yeah. yeah and uh and the and the lyrics were okay this one's dark yeah, yeah, like, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't i don't i don't really i, don't, I mean because the, there's part of me that's like well they know what they're writing they know what the words are you know it's like i think, are, I, think I, I kind of i i agree with what dan said i think that there was just like this is the sound it's working. Yeah, yeah. So whatever song you have to do, fine. Just keep it that sound. And I think maybe that's like like an aspect fine, of like Diane, the... Fine, Diane. We'll bring in your car accident song. Okay, whatever. That's Damn a, it, Janice! Still gonna be... <laughs> I think that's like that's maybe an aspect of like the so um, like the other of the artisan repertoire, you know, business model of the of the age. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the writers, these are the uh these are the artists. Sure. You know, so uh when when creative control isn't necessarily unified uh the vision can get lost right you know collaboration's great but uh I, I'm, I, maybe i'm talking about the distinction between collaboration and compromise yeah you know and sometimes maybe it was more compromise right right uh but i, I did think that those that was a a strong a strong use of that like a relatively simple guitar part just going through the I think it goes all the way up to the octave, and then comes down to the major seven, if I remember right. It wasn't just like yeah. verbatim major seven arpeggio. Well, to, I mean, and to be clear, that was um, when I I wrote the song on on acoustic guitar, and mm-hmm. that that was the refrain. Okay, that, I, that was that the original song. Was that, that, that riff? Was, right. The original oh, wow. demo was me bringing that in and singing over it, and um, and I didn't know I didn't know how much of that we were going to utilize throughout the entirety of the song because. The, on the demo, it just li- it just goes over and over and over and over again through ad nauseum, you know, mm-hmm. through the piece. And I I knew we were going to have to cut and paste that, um, but it did become like a theme. Yeah, you know, it became this sort of sonic musical theme, which I I agree with you. The hope was to um, elicit nostalgia. Yeah, you know, romance. big romance piece and you're gonna to have to remind me on the song title uh but one of the big pieces we did pull up for reference was that spando ballet tune um oh was it um the one about coke <laughs> like the the it's it's that it's that one so that's yeah. that's 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 your background vocal part in the okay in the louder sections which i think is like the de facto love song of the 80s you know like mm-hmm. if you're gonna have a school dance that song is gonna happen oh yeah no in I your had, in your movie I had so many awkward 
awkward dances to that song at like, yeah. you know, full yeah. arm's length distance. Yeah. <laughs> like, but but that song also that song also exists on the shoulders of R and B. Right. And it, that could have been a Shy Light song or a or a or a God, I don't know, a four season song. You know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah, when I was thinking through specifically on that guitar hook, I'm like, man, that's so such a specific vocabulary from a specific era, you know, and I'm like, what song is that reminding me of? And, you know, then I started thinking, like, it's almost every song, you know, could be End of the World by uh, uh, Skeeter Davis, you know, like there's there are tons of songs that have this like kind of six, you know, almost waltzy kind of arpeggio thing happening. Yeah, I think it, I think what I finally found out was Only Fools Rush, rush In. Oh, the intro to yeah. that song. That was the one. I mean, it took me a little while of like yeah. checking out different tunes and then like, that's the tune. Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's right on the money. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I didn't write that guitar part, but that's that, that <laughs> seems right on the money to me. Yeah. Is that Only, something as a guitar player? Is that a tune you had? Well, known? I, I'm trying. I'm trying to place it. Only fools. Who who wrote that song? Um, I know Elvis's version. Right. I was, it's I, a I think, standard, right? From I don't know who did the first recording. Yeah. Is that? But I no. That's I can't help falling in love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Take my hand, only fools rush in. I think. Yeah, he a, didn't write it. I don't think he wrote most of what he's saying. He didn't. Probably write. not. Doesn't matter. Probably Willie Nelson. I don't know. I don't know who yeah. wrote it. Uh, some. I'd like to hear that version. Actually, that'd be cool. <laughs> well, I, I know Willie wrote a lot of Patsy Cline songs. Which, oh, okay. Um, gosh, I mean, in thinking about it now, it makes I can see why you make that connection. Mm-hmm. It totally makes sense. Um, and maybe that was somewhere in there okay. when I was sitting down to write the song, but I, it wasn't consciously. Sure, yeah, you know. But I like, like, I'm conceptually, I think that's yeah, what, it, what, what, that, it, what it's trying to what it's trying to show. I yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. I think that is sort of spot on. Yeah, right. So moving through the tune, it's a love letter written to the first victim. Um, but there was this kind of sense of detachment. Mm-hmm. So it's like not a love letter about missing so much or it was just there was a very detached quality i felt from the character right well i would hope so you know this person is someone who kills people there's that you know um and and this person who he's writing to or singing to whatever however you whatever verb you want to use is gone Mm -hmm. um and and i feel like um in a way the killer is probably mostly only having a relationship with himself, mm-hmm. right? It's It's got to be sort of extreme narcissism to be able to live in a world where you and your needs go over and above even someone else's existence. Right, right. Um, so, like, yeah, how much did this person really connect with her or anybody did, did or has ever person at all i mean in, in your in your estimation like did he yeah. ever even have a conversation with this yes person? well yes and that which is why he's revisiting the place where he met her okay. and yes but, but, but i think, met her could be like i was watching you from across the street you know like that's yeah it's, well uh, i mean i'm sure there's some there's some sort of stalkery obsessive piece to this but i imagined that this killer knew knew his victim to some extent okay um and began to covet and began to There was an obsession about the person, not just yeah. it wasn't a random killing. It was kind of a, a crime of passion. Right. Okay. Well right. yeah, I mean when I um when we were in production for this song, I like I didn't really internalize this as the serial killer song. I internalized it as the stalker song. 
Oh, right. Well, I guess that make that makes sense. Uh, a lot of those things go hand in yeah, hand. Yeah, um, of course. I just hadn't. I just hadn't. Like, I, <laughs> damn it, Todd! You stalk, Chad. You kill. All right, we're keeping okay. this separate. Stay Boundaries, in your damn lane. Okay, Todd. 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 Yep. We've talked about this. Well, and I think it's like I have to I talk to it, Diane in HR. <laughs> not again, um, says Diane. I think it's. I think it's also. Also, maybe maybe this segs in well, maybe it doesn't. But the, you know the the title of the song "Into the Wild" and the first verse um, is the killer sort of explaining from whence he came. Like I was always an imaginative person. You know, mm-hmm. I was always someone who liked to live on the edge of life. I, I'm someone who liked to howl at the moon, yeah. basically. Right is is what he's is what he's saying. And then then I came into the city, and all of those parts of me got crushed. And the only way for me to be able to feel like I was connected to the divine and the magical world was to take lives. Um, and so, I mean, you can do with that what, what you will. Is that a stalker? Is that a killer? Um, is it both? Did this person actually know her? Maybe he move know out anybody? of the city? Right. Maybe, you know. maybe not. I mean, I, I don't know. I, th- I think it's all possible and plausible. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's... It's an imaginary person, anyway. It's but. fascinating, though, that the, the characters. Not only is in this specific character there's a duality, but there's a duality to creating the character, which is some aspects of it are so defined, and then some of it is completely undefined. Right. Well, I think in, I'm, in, I'm curious about what you and how you choose what to define and what do you choose to let the listener define. Well, I think some of that comes instinctually from writing lyrics I've written lyrics for a long time now I've been writing songs since I was a teenager and I've written so many terrible songs <laughs> I mean, um I I and I sort of feel like for for me some of the, my favorite songs that I've heard and some of my favorite songs that I've written also have a lot of space for people to interject their own story but also alongside that the lyrics, as well as being evocative, also just fucking sound cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you you can tell a good story in a song, but if if the words are clunky, they don't sing well, um, if the rhymes are too obvious, if you're rhyming, if it, it, I think you can lose the listener really, really fast. Sure. And so for me to be pedantic is sort of the first thing that goes mm-hmm. where I'm like, I don't, you know, like, I don't really care. I'm like, okay, this story just has to make enough sense. Like it just has to have enough of a thread that I can buy it and that hopefully then I can sell it. Okay. You know? Um, So I don't know that that's a conscious process of like, what am I going to include and what I'm, what I'm not going to include. I think that comes about, that's, um, that's more, um, that's more a um, process of, what pieces are sounding good to sing? Okay, which is which I, is kind I of. I think that there's a few like just dangerous on my first, for me to admit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on my first listen, you know, when you brought the song in, and there were definitely a few, you know, moments with the rhyme scheme and the phrasing, especially in verse two, that caught me by surprise. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were just unlike what, what I, what I'd heard from you before, and in a very very loving way. Like I have, I very often. I am waiting for what I call the holly chord in, in, in your songwriting because there's always a chord that's just like, the fuck did that like, come from? What, and what are we going <laughs> like, to do with this? What? 
everything's going fine. Yeah. This woman did not finish her music theory classes. <laughs> so this is the only song that doesn't have one of those chords in in my uh, oh, that, wow. that I that I can think of. So, but but it do, but it does kind of achieve it on the uh, on the lyrical the, phrasing. Yeah, really, you know, like it's just like about? we we take we take a couple of like hard left turns. Uh, by by adding adding a beat or adding a little extra to the uh, to the vocal phrasing, so that's where it came from on this one. Uh, any is that just how you hear it? You hear these irregular shaped phrases? Gosh, um, I don't know. Do I? What do you mean? Do I hear? Are you like, talking when, about when the magical about, holly chords? Well, or no, are you when you're about thinking about like just phrases that might you have to put in a, a little two four bar or something? Is it? Um, how are you thinking about that at the time? Are you just thinking about the words I'm trying to get out? Are you trying to think about, well, I have, I have to say this and I only have this much time. How do I do that? I I think it's more the latter and, and, um, some, sometimes in terms of writing songs too, when I, I know what the melody line is first Mm -hmm. and I know what kind of syllables, like I, I know what kind of syllable structure I have going. And so you really only have so much wiggle room. Yeah. If you want to keep to, uh, if if you want to, and, and a lot of times I think like less syllables are better. <laughs> you know, I, I think Tracy Chapman is a really great folk songwriter from you know back in the eighties and nineties. Um, she's a she's a big less is more, yeah, kind of writer. Um, and um, so I try not I try not to over I try not to stuff my lines with too many syllables. Sure. Um. So yeah, I think I I think I I work from all right. I have to say this. I have to get this idea across, and I only have this many syllables to do it in. And so sometimes um, I may write something that is a little more confusing, for the sake of sounding to me more poetic. Everyone knows you don't listen to three a.m. But everyone goes down to the bottom now and again. So this this kind of angular phrasing has more has more of a poetic thing to you because I mean poetry is definitely rooted in rhythmic consistency. Not all of it, but no, that's true. Yeah. I think sure. that the sound like the sound of the word is is part of yeah. poetry and artistic invention. You know, it's, I mean, you can, I mean, although, I mean, if you're just going for the rhythm, you could, you could sound like a technical manual, you know, right, it's, right. Uh, and there, but there's something about having, you know, the, the right L's and R's and S's and T's yeah. flow together. I mean, I think the, the master of this, uh, rhythmically speaking, but also kind of combining that with this other aspect of it is, is Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. who would kind of like turn his lyrical performances almost into like another percussion instrument very right. very yeah. rhythmic yeah and uh and and so there's I mean, and there's, also is the last artist i thought we would reference when we're talking about into the yeah. wild uh, it's uh don't don't challenge me on that <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i'm not whoa we can we I can got, we can go some places i got the look i'll man. make I got the stink eye <laughs> but but all, all, that, all that to say like there's the the words Going you right choose, to Donny like Osmond. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh from Garth to yeah. who, who Peter else Gabriel. Is next? Yeah. I can't think of anyone. <laughs> you guys did it. 
I mean, there's no, I don't know where you go after Donny Osmond. You scrape the bottom of the barrel. Now, the, only problem, <laughs> the only reason I went with Donny is I can't remember his sister's name. Marie. Marie. I was thinking Sharon. Donnie and Marie. Donnie yeah. and Sharon Osmond? Well, no, because it's Sharon Osborne. Oh, speaking it of is what, Sharon that's Osborne. That's true. See, speaking of what doesn't sound good together, Sharon Osmond. <laughs> Marie Osmond sounds way better. Right? Yeah. There you go. And there you go. Maybe you can write the lyrics well, to the Let's tie this song. all the way yeah. back into Lorraine. It's called Marie. It's about uh, the, the better Russian. titled Italian well, you, well, you, Right. Well, you were saying you were saying Marie is much more of a that's uh, an Italian of name. an Italian name. Yeah. Right. What about Maria? That's, I think that's Latin. Nah. Yeah, it's much more like... It's too much. It's one too many A's. Well, no, put a bar of two in there. <laughs> then it works out. <laughs> and this just came all the way back. I, I need to... <laughs> Only the jazz bass player would be able to figure out on the fly. Is there any way to say it fretless? Yeah. <laughs> You can learn more about Land of the Living at bullyheart.com. That's B-U-L-L-Y-H-E-A-R-T. Listen to the full album on Spotify or wherever you get your music. Other episodes of this podcast are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.